SOS Radio On Demand. It changed my heart. On Demand. It changes your life. Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. The Christmas season brings a mixture of emotion for a lot of people. You know, some of us love it. We bask in it. There's others that just kind of get stressed out, feel a little bit anxious about all the spending, or maybe it's just like winter depression, or maybe it's just you lost someone and your Christmas with your family feels different this year. We're talking with Matt Tice from Liberty Baptist on SWS Radio. I mean, when you think about quieting our hearts during this Christmas season, like slowing down this month so we can actually focus on the real reason for the season, you know, where do you suggest we start when everything just feels like it's hustle and bustle. I think that Christmas is all about Jesus Christ. And if we remember that there was a man, there was a woman, and they were giving themselves completely over to the cause of God. Joseph is giving himself over. Mary is giving herself over in all of that craziness. I mean, if we think our time is crazy, what they were going through in that first Christmas was absolutely crazy. But God changed the world through that craziness and then focusing on, oh, what is the message of God in my life during this time? And it was to trust Him. And we can trust God. I think that brings peace. We talk about comfort and joy. We talk about peace on earth and goodwill towards men. And you go, why does that even apply in my life? Where does Jesus fit into that? We're talking with Matt Tice, one of the pastors at Liberty Baptist. And when you think about the whole idea about how Jesus brought peace, what resonates most with you? Number one, he brings us salvation. There's no way to have peace with God and eternity without what Jesus did through his person, through his life, through his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And so peace with God brings peace in life. I can't have things well horizontally if they're not well vertically. So peace with God starts with Jesus Christ, and he really is what this season is all about. What do you notice about the relationship between the peace that Jesus brings and the hope that Jesus brings? Well, peace comes because now I have a purpose for life. I understand that life is bigger than these menial circumstances that I'm in. And then I realize I'm a middle-aged man now. Life is becoming more sober. There's a sobriety to life. And what am I doing with my life? But I realize that what I do here truly impacts eternity and that I will live forever in heaven with God. And there is other people that I can influence now to know Jesus as their Savior. You know, we think about all these Christmas songs that we're singing along with, Joy to the World, Oh Come All You Faithful, Little Town of Bethlehem. When you dig into what Christmas carols are, they're actually songs about Jesus. And it's funny because sometimes I'll get a call and someone will say, you know, I wish you guys would just play those Chris Tomlin and Casting Crown songs like you play the other 11 months of the year. I get nothing out of Christmas music. And I'm like, did you listen to the words of these songs? Sure. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. That's huge. They're theologically rich. Even away in the manger, silent night. This isn't even a theological song. The little drummer boy that has nothing to do in the Bible. We don't know that there was a drummer. But the idea of giving myself to the Lord, huge opportunity just to focus on what truly happened. The whole world stopped. The birth of Jesus, the angels proclaimed, the angels sang. People came from afar bringing gifts. So I think it's right and appropriate. That's why I love SOS in this season, because you get to focus on not just sleigh bells and family time. You get to focus on what truly Jesus's birthday is all about. You know, as you've been prepping for your Christmas services at Liberty Baptist, like, what has God showed you a little bit differently this year as you were digging into that same story that you're teaching on every single Christmas? To me, it's giving of yourself completely to Jesus. So the wise men gave, the shepherds gave, Mary gave her whole body, Joseph gave his marriage. And so to me, 
I've really become more aware of that. It's not a sacrifice. Joseph became blessed because he did this. Mary became blessed because they did this. Those magi from the East, they were blessed. And oftentimes we think of giving as a sacrifice or something that I'm doing, but God is a debtor to no man. God will never be outgiven. And so if you're being challenged to give this season or being challenged to participate more through a bike drive or a, a charitable event or giving to hope for prisoners, you will never outgive God. He says, give and it shall be given unto you. We wouldn't even know a little carpenter from Bethlehem had he not given his marriage and given his time. We wouldn't know a little virgin girl named Mary had she not said, whatever you want from me, Lord. And anyone who gave to the Lord, who gave to the cause of the Lord, always was enriched, was blessed. And it's okay to expect the blessing of God. We should give with expectation, Luke chapter 6 tells us to. So that idea of, well, I'm sacrificing. No, you're actually the beneficiary whenever you participate in what God's doing. So give, find a way to give. Give more money. Give to a Christmas offering. Give to Hope for Prisoners. Buy a bike. Help out somebody. And you're not sacrificing. You will find yourself to truly be the beneficiary. You know, life as a Jew in the first century in Israel is pretty far from easy. We're talking with Matt Tice, he's one of the pastors at Liberty Baptist in Las Vegas. And You know, when the angel told Mary that she was going to carry baby Jesus, obviously she had a lot of reasons to be worried, scared, perplexed. But in Deuteronomy 22, it says, But if evidence of virginity are not found for the young woman, they shall bring out the young woman to the door of the father's house and the men in the city shall stone her to death. You got to imagine like what Mary had to be thinking. This isn't just like, oh, it's an unplanned pregnancy. Hmm. What are my options? Hmm. What am I going to tell my boyfriend? Hmm. How is this going to affect me for the next 18 to 40 years? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Despite all the fears that Mary had to be thinking through, she answered with something different. And she said, I'm the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled fully. I mean, what amazing faith. Yeah, that's so amazing that she was willing with all of those potential challenges, losing a marriage, losing perhaps her life, but she trusted God. And even in the most difficult circumstances, she gave herself completely, God, okay, God, use me. I'm your handmaid, whatever you want me to do. What amazing faith. And then notice the character of Joseph too. The Bible says he was wanting to put her away privately. Man, I think I would have been enraged. I would have wanted to show. But the character of Joseph was to be a nurturer, a protector, a giver, to even allow his reputation to be sullied. Think of what people said when he said, oh, yeah, that's the son of God. Right, Joseph, that's the son of God. Yeah, what are you covering for here? Or were you with her before? Was No, I'm telling you, this is truly the son of God. How many times did they have to try to say that to where it just said, you know, we're... We're just going to live our lives. And they did it by faith in Christ. Amazing stories. Amazing people. As you've been reading through Luke chapter 2, and you're thinking about Christmas, and you're thinking about your services at Liberty coming up, when you think about hope, how has God showed you where the hope really is for today? The hope for today is found in people telling the story of Jesus. It's not in Republicans. It's not in Democrats. It's not in social programs. It's not in special initiatives. It is in people sharing Jesus Christ. He is the hope of the world. The world was lost in darkness, but the Bible tells us they found a great light. When the angels came, they said, peace on earth, goodwill to men, because there is no peace apart from Jesus. So Jesus brought the peace, and we have the privilege of bringing the peace. Realize this, it's not just my testimony, it's not just the way I live or my good worth ethic, 
It is me sharing Jesus with somebody, sharing people that Jesus loves them, that he died, was buried, and rose again to pay for their sins. That's the message of salvation. And when we share that message, not just a religion, not just a church, not just a special opportunity, but when we share Jesus, the world is transformed because he is the different maker. He's the one who came to give life and give life more abundantly. So when you think about traditions that sort of form in your family through the years, it's funny because the ones that you try to instill, they don't usually stick. But it's usually something just random or something that almost felt like an accident or something that your kids brought up. And then the next year you say, hey, let's do that again. Or we just do it again and again. I was talking to Carlos Whitaker a few minutes ago and he said, our family tradition is to buy a real Christmas tree at Home Depot. And it was because I was a worship leader just making no money and sleeping in vans and they were 20 bucks. And then every year my kids are like, well, why don't we just go back there? Like, we remember that. And now his daughter's like 20 and she's like, are we going to Home Depot to get the Christmas tree? And he's yeah. like, hey, we can afford one at the Christmas tree lot. And they're like, oh, we kind of like the vibe. It's just, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. What's the traditions that have formed in your family through the years? Two things. We open up, as our family, we open up Christmas pajamas every Christmas Eve and it's a scavenger hunt to find them. And that was just kind of weird. We put together riddles a few years ago and the kids had to go find them in the oven, in the laundry room, in the refrigerator. And now it's kind of a fun thing. Brianna will pack up a bunch of different Christmas jammies and they're hidden around the house with clues and it's awkward, but it's what we do. It's fun. And then the second thing we do that's a little bit different as our extended family, whenever we got married, when my brother and sisters and I started getting married, my dad didn't want to compete with in-laws for Christmas. So we always do our Tice family Christmas on January 1st. So January 1st is the day whenever we open up Christmas presents as the Tices as a whole. Yeah, and, and, and he had no idea that that may have even been prophetic now that I know you and your brother are both pastors here yeah. in town. Your brother leads other at Southern Hills mm-hmm. and that you're at Liberty. And mm-hmm. so I imagine you guys are very busy on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and the days preceding right up to that. Yeah, it's always a busy time. You're probably super tired by the time you preach like 15 different times. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's a busy season, right? The whole month. But then you get to New Year's and things. In Vegas, we calm down. On New Year's Eve and New Year's here in Vegas. So Christmas carols, okay? There's a lot of powerful songs that tell these stories. And then there's some fun songs, but what's the Christmas carol that moves your heart the most? This Baby by Stephen Curtis Chapman. It speaks to his humanity. He cried when he was hungry. He did all the things that babies do. He grew up, and that song, ever since I was 19 years old, just reminds me of the humanity of Jesus. Thanks for streaming Scott Harold's podcast from SOS Radio. If, if you're one of our regular listeners, would you consider giving it a five-star rating? It really helps spread the word.